the Best Health for Us podcast for employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health. Welcome to the Best Health for Us podcast. I'm Jane Weiss, and I'm a registered dietitian with Wake Forest Baptist Health. And I'm Elizabeth Meinhart, communications manager for Best Health for Us. Hey, Elizabeth, how's it going? Good, good. Keeping, you know, busy on these hot summer days, but that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard not to. With the long days, I'm finding myself like, wow, the full, you know, as long as there's daylight outside, I feel like I'm doing something. Well, and like the couple of times I've crawled into bed before nine and the sun is still up, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. Am it's I supposed weird. to be in bed right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's so crazy how light it is. And I guess we're, yeah, approaching the longest days of the year. Yeah. And it definitely reminds me of a time we were in uh, Norway in the summertime Mm -hmm. and you have to have blackout curtains there because the sun's out like almost all day. Yeah. 1 a.m. or something (laughs) like that. Gosh. Wow. (laughs) Crazy. Well, what have you been up to this week for your self-care? This week has been really about listening to my body. Um, I pulled a muscle, a couple muscles. And um, so I'm really having to let my body decide what I can and cannot do. And if I need extra rest or you know things like that. So um, I think it's always nice to kind of bring back to sometimes just practicing listening to yourself, even if you have to do it because you're a little bit hurt. I think it's great to have that opportunity to really think about, you know, wiggling each toe and wiggling your calves and every muscle, Mm -hmm. right. So that you, you can really remember what it's like to be in yourself. And I think that's just so important sometimes to just ground yourself. And that's a really its own form of self-care is to really ground yourself in that way. Absolutely. Whoa. This is very serendipitous that my week (laughs) that I was going to (laughs) share this is kind of funny because it's a podcast. So yeah. hopefully if people are listening to this, they like podcasts and will appreciate this. Have you heard of Tara Brock? I have not. Uh, Please okay. tell me She's more. a meditation teacher and, um, she has a podcast that, uh, and I think it's just called Tara Brock, T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H. Um, I, inherited a phone from a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist and <laughs> all of his podcasts were on it. Nice. Matt Kern. <laughs> but uh that was one of them. And and just last week there was one on embodiment. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's a little under an hour and she's just well first of all she's really easy to listen to. She has a very soothing voice, kind of quiet. So you have to turn up the volume. And I've listened to it twice now because it, I think it's that good. And she's just talking exactly about what you're saying with how easy it is to get disassociated from the mm-hmm. body and, um, and what a difference it can make to, uh, not always just resist and reject the pains, but just to, like yeah. live with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just not a practice that we really learn in the Western world. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so I think it is definitely worthwhile, um, to listen to you and, um, and she incorporates, uh, practical steps to, to approach that. Um, so, so I think that it's really helpful and, um, I've been sharing that a lot with people this week, uh, because I, I think that as we all know, I'll talk about intuitive eating every time. <laughs> I'm going to say it always makes me think of your intuitive eating. Yeah, it whenever yeah. I'm like, I'm listening to myself, that includes my mm-hmm. tummy. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, part of the, what Tara Brock talks about is like the power in the belly and, mm. and how like that um, holds a lot of power. And I think that um, in a really weight focused and especially 
weight loss obsessed, <laughs> I think that's safe to say world. We really reject that a lot and reject our bodies and fight against it versus really like learning to listen, um, to what our bodies are telling us. And that includes to you when you're feeling hungry or full or tired or have a headache or whatever, all these things, um, you know, your body is actually pretty smart and can indicate many things that can be really helpful. So, um, yeah, it's called embodiment part two, uh, said that part one was not as helpful. <laughs> so be, you're welcome We're to listen endorsing to that, part but, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was great self-care for me this week. Cause I was like unpacking things and a new house and it was nice to have something to listen to at the same time Yeah, and, and feel productive in two yeah. days. <laughs> well, and then as you're unpacking things, you can really like take a moment to be like that muscles flexing while I'm moving this box and, mm-hmm. you know, really oh, yeah. take that to the next level as you move oh, through. Yeah. So, so much yeah. gratitude for like what your body can do, mm-hmm. um, even when it feels like that's changed. And she talks about aging too, which I mm. think is really interesting to consider how much we resist aging, <laughs> but how you can kind of, um, gr- do that gracefully. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, wellness is, is a theme where we're always going to carry forward, but I'm actually really excited about this week's podcast because it's an empowering you back from March. Um, and it's empowering you diversity and wellness. Um, and so it's all about, you know, having kind of thinking about how self-care and soul care are part of diversity. So we had Montez Lane with the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, and she joined us for a discussion um, all about how we can really um, bring some tools that can promote restoration and resiliency through self-care and soul care in diversity and inclusion. So I think it's a really wonderful conversation that she led with us. So I hope you guys enjoy. So welcome, Montez, and thank you so much. We're happy to have you. Hi. Hi. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I wish I had been there at the beginning. I'm not sure if I'll be able to tie it all together. Oh, it's great. But uh, um, hopefully we can have an engaging conversation um, because I want to talk about uh, self-care. Uh, which I do not do a good job of doing. So do not do what I do. I'm actually at the beach and on vacation and working. So do not do what I do. (laughs) Um, So uh, hopefully for the next few minutes, again, we can just engage in a conversation. And this is something I actually have been um, looking into more and more because of the work that I do in our Office of Inclusion and Diversity where um, over the last year, as you'll see, we've actually been propelled into doing more and more diversity and inclusion work, as I know a lot of uh, other departments and individuals have as well. So let's dive into this. And because it is a small group, I do not mind if anybody wants to unmute and share, uh, uh, because I think that's a lot of what happens when we having these conversations as far as healing. So hopefully you all have been with our office, have done the poll everywhere before. I am going to uh, clear this poll, but if you can go to your phone and type in pollev.com forward slash, yeah, that's forward slash, right? Yeah, WFBHOID. 
And then you should see this pop up. Uh, it's going to ask you a question. Find out how are you feeling at this moment? Hopefully you're feeling pretty good. Um, and we may be able to circle back around and check in too. What I'm trying to get in the habit of doing is really share how I'm feeling. Because right now, uh, I'm a little stressed. I, uh, again, I'm on vacation, but I'm working, um, honoring a commitment I made. But then also there's some, some awesome learning opportunities going on I couldn't access. I know there's a Stop Haitian 8 uh, webinar that Atrium is hosting. So I was trying to get into that uh, and wasn't able to. But that is, you know, that's life. That's okay. Um, let's see. Are you all able to get into the poll everywhere? I do not see any responses. Okay. Okay. There we go. Well, oh, stress. Thank you. Yes, that's I'm feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. And one of the things I'm going to talk about again, I don't think we do a good job. We're so used to saying, uh, oh, I'm doing great, wonderful, when really inside you're not. So Thank you for owning up to those emotions. Unmotivated, that is okay. Totally understand. Um, wow, I love the honesty. Tired, I know, right? It's Wednesday and uh, it's hump day. It is Wednesday, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we still have a little bit way to way to go to the weekend. Our weekends aren't aren't long enough anymore, right? Uh, great, love to hear the great. All right, so thank you for sharing. Um, I want to talk about, you know, why, okay, the connection with diversity and why it's so important to, um, you know, practice wellness and self-care. And what I want to raise up first is because of the current environment that we're in now. <clears throat> and a lot of this definitely is, um, has been impacted by just the last year, 2020, um, where we had this pandemic that some of us didn't think was going to last long, but here we are a year later and we're still in the pandemic and uh, just now uh, embracing a vaccine. And, and we're seeing that uh, people of color, our Black, Indigenous, Latinx, and uh, even uh, 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 LGBTQ community, um, they are actually being um, uh, more impacted than anybody. Um, and so we're seeing this huge uh, disparity. On top of that, we actually have, uh, because we've probably been home and we're glued to the TV so much, when um, George Floyd was killed back in May, um, this propelled us even more into saying, hey, we know we need to do something to address uh, racism and, and structural system, systemic, um, all forms of racism. And so um, even though police brutality has been going on for years um, and uh, the most recent um, having um, the incident that happened um, with our Asian brothers and sisters who um, uh, six of the eight that were killed were Asian women of descent. And so knowing that there's, there's xenophobia um, and you know a lot of some of that started with COVID-19 with having individuals calling it the, um, what, the China disease and, uh, and labeling it so that people of Asian 
uh, de uh, dissent even um, felt more isolated. And um, so anyway, so there's a lot going on um, over the last few years that has really heightened our our work and um, need to address um, racism and diversity and inclusion. Um, and so when you look at this iceberg, again, I just, just set in the stage and at any time, if you all want to chime in, please let me know, stop me and Shelly, if you can keep an eye on the chat, that will be helpful. <clears throat> um, but this iceberg really uh, depicts how um, pervasive and how sometimes undercover what rate uh, uh, what racism um, um, is. And a lot of times people think of, you know, the things that you can see that are at the tip of the iceberg, which is small compared to what's under the iceberg, some of those invisible or more implicit um, um, acts and even acts that I have been complacent in doing, um, you know, the internalized racism, um, looking at uh, other people of color, uh, wondering if I can even trust them. Um, and, and so all of this has been pushed to the forefront. And I don't know about you all, but it can it, it adds on to the stress of, you know, working from home and um, with my husband 24 seven now and uh, <laughs> uh, children are around all the time. So again, you're dealing with so much. And so I think it is important for us to call out um, the stress that can come from doing this work. Oh, I forgot I even put in this one. So this uh, slide depicts the, the different levels of racism. Um, and a lot of times people like to focus on the individual um, uh, racism uh, and the interpersonal racism that occurs between individuals. Uh, that are sometimes seen with the microaggressions, uh, the negative behavior, the instability that we actually teach the active bystander um, to to mitigate that. But in reality, a lot of what um, has even propelled the interpersonal stems from the structural and systemic racism. And as you can see from that definition, that comes from history. That comes from uh, the social norms, um, how you were socialized and raised and economic. It comes from a lot of the, the, the laws that were put in place even before we were born or thought of. And so it's really embedded into society. Um, and so no, no, there's no reason, there's no reason why we should think we um, are going to address what we're finding now with racism and racial injustice um um within you know the next year you know i think there's been the heightened awareness of the need to do something and people are like okay we need to do it right now but as you can see from this chart um uh, i had my intern britta create a pie chart uh, i'm not hoping it conveys the message that over the last four 400 years and so this is from 1619 to 2019 um, and 1619 is when uh, the first slaves from Africa were brought over to Jam uh, Jamestown. And so if you look at this pie chart, it shows that for 246 years, um, African-American people or people of color, um, uh, indigenous people, um, they were chattel slavery. 
So, and this was 62% of those 400 years, so it's 246 years. And then you look at from, um, look at the next kind of slice of the pie, which is 100 years, which is from 1865 to 1965. So that's when um, we actually had uh, the Civil Rights uh, Act and, um, well, not the Civil Rights Act, I'm sorry, um, Emancipation Proclamation. And so, so slaves were, were considered free, but there was still no citizenship. Um, and we had the Jim Crow laws um, enact. And then um, the latter part of the pie, um, which is from 1965 to 2019, and 1965 is the Civil Rights uh, Act. Um, and that's just been within the last 54 years um, or 56 years. And so again, knowing that this is a part of our history, um, um, the systemic and structural racism, um, I think we wanna make sure people understand that this is not going to be mitigated or dismantled over the next few years. It's gonna take um, um, long, a long time. And we're not sure how long, but it, it, it means that we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves um, so we can be around um, to continue to address um, um, and, and dismantle racism and racial equality. Um, so how, so what does this look like? So I wanna go into um, a question here and hopefully um, you all will answer uh, some of the questions or help me with my presentation by sharing. Um, going to your poll everywhere, what are you or your organization um, doing to address racial inequity and cultivating uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, again, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you all are, you know, with School of Medicine, Baptist Health, and so hopefully you all are aware of some of the things we're doing, but this is a little test to see. So what are you um, as an individual, and again, it may be within your department, maybe you're doing something, um, again, um, if you know some things that uh, Wait Forest Baptist Health is doing, please share. Okay, books, uh, informed reading, and yes, I forgot, this is a word uh, cloud, so you can only do one word. But you know what, if you do two words, that's fine. Can, can somebody unmute and share? I do want to hear a voice or two, just so I know that we, you know, you all are, are there. <laughs> Does anybody want to mute and share uh, one or two things that they're doing or know that the organization is doing? I was going to say uh, online trainings. Yeah. Like virtual. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely are doing more of those with the finding our voices, um, having opportunity for open uh, for dialogue and small group sessions. Um, all right, let me go quickly to the next one. I know we don't have a lot of time. And again, if you want to chime in, please unmute or type in your response. Um, so here's some of the items that I kind of put out there. Um, and a lot of these initiatives um, are structural and some of them are programmatic. But the fact that we have affinity groups, we have now up to nine affinity groups 
um, that uh, represent different backgrounds and experiences and identities. Um, and some of these affinity groups are hosting journal clubs. Um, some, some of you may have attended one that was hosted by African American and our white um, affinity group for racial equity. Um, and the Finding Our Voices uh, series, we actually have one coming up this Friday where we'll have someone talk about um, April being uh, Minority Health Month and how we really want to look at what we're doing to ensure our racial and ethnic minorities are getting vaccinated. Um, the Racial Equity Task Force, again, I can't go into all of this, but there's a lot of initiatives and uh, programs going on simultaneously. Again, there's one going on right now, I cannot access um, that our, um, our that Legacy Atrium is hosting. So with all of this emphasis going on, um, there's a lot of fatigue and uh, I am not a clinician, but I remember a few years ago, um, I was, you know, some of the work I was doing, um, it, it was, there was a, it was called compassion fatigue, you know, and it, it definitely um, gave me a, a word to put to what I was feeling because I generally put my all into my work, uh, type A, you know, want to do it right first time, you know what I mean, perfectionist. Um, and having that compassionate fatigue, and if anybody is aware of that, please chime in about compassionate fatigue. Um, but, you know, it's when you you care and you give, but then and you wonder why you're feeling probably a little bit more emotional um, than others. Um, well, and that's that compassionate fatigue that, that kicks in. Well, now they actually have a term called diversity fatigue. Um, and uh, when I was doing my research, this was actually in the New Yorker, but there's uh, the New York Times has a video um, that speaks to this. Um, and as you can see from the definition, it speaks to um, when you are, uh, you know, feeling and some some people say overwhelmed. I'm not sure if it has to do with the, the, the work we're doing diversity, um, but I attribute it to the stress that comes by continually addressing diversity, equity, inclusion work. Uh, the other terminology that uh, I want to lift up is racial trauma. Uh, again, this is something that probably isn't new to some people of color, um, but the fact that uh, now you put a name to it, it I think it helps to uh, identify some of the emotional, mental, and even physical um, consequences or symptoms that we're experiencing because we feel, we feel like we're put on the spot more. You know, we're being asked to show up and speak about how racism is addressed, uh, uh, um, um, impacting us. Um, and I know my brothers and sisters who are not people of color, you know, my, my white allies, other uh, white people who are also um, um, working with us on addressing racial equity, I know they're feeling traumatized too or overwhelmed. It's a lot to deal with. Um, so I wish I had a, a raise of hand or I don't know if I have a question to, to uh, ask anybody. Anybody feeling any of these? Um, and I, we can talk about symptoms in a few minutes, but does any of these words resonate with anybody? I'll be brave and Maybe everybody else will start talking. We always get quiet, group, quiet groups, Montez, so don't feel like okay. it. Okay. Um, so many of 
of you know on the call, um, I'm new to North Carolina. Um, I just moved here a year ago, right in the middle of all this uh, from Florida. So okay. Florida is a very diverse uh, population. Yes. Um, I, I definitely have seen a difference here in um, you know just the geographic location of the separation and it's it's heartbreaking to me because i'm just i'm not used to that and i and i've you know i've been here a year now and i still see a little bit of it and i just i feel like i'm fatigued from trying to okay how how does this work i'm in a new state and i'm i guess i'm not used to how maybe things things are still different in north carolina compared to florida and tampa where i was yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for sh uh, sharing that. Um, and you came during a time where people aren't out and about. So, you know, everybody's home and you're like, what? We're isolated and you can't go out and about. Um, so definitely, totally uh, understand and appreciate you sharing. Um, and I, I should have started out by saying this is a safe space. I'm hoping um, and I'm assuming the sessions have been set up that way, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the Vegas rule. What said was said here stays here, uh, but if there's some learnings, do share those. But you know, just kind of share from your perspective. Um, anybody else? Um, well, I'll share one thing, and this is something that I didn't even realize was going on, and just just feeling um, uh, a little bit more overwhelmed, stressed, and as I'm preparing for a lot of these different. Um, 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 virtual sessions or webinars that we're doing and talking to the presenters and going through, you know, and having to turn my camera off because I'm feeling emotional and crying. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm tough. I'm superwoman, right? Uh, and that's the other thing is we 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 want to be tough, but knowing that the, these um, when you're seeing them over and over again, um, and now they actually are showing the um, the case of George Floyd's, um, you know. They're, they have them on trial now. And I was in awe because I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're showing the entire video. And I heard things I'd never heard before. And again, it was re-traumatizing all over again of what happened. Um, and so anyway, it's again, it's that constant seeing and hearing um, um, and having to deal with it from the day-to-day uh, uh, -day basis. Um, and not only for the work that I'm doing, diversity and inclusion, but if you think about people who are now, um, they're hiring, you know, we're, there's an emphasis on hiring more diverse uh, staff and faculty and providers. Um, I know, I'm not sure you all are doing more at Best Health to, to work on diversity and inclusion and equity. Um, again, I think everybody's been asked to do more as it relates to uh, DNI work. Um, so the result and some coping skills, um, again, some of these, I'm like, oh my God, I don't do any of this, but I'm working on it. I promise I am working on it. So I shouldn't say I'm not doing any of it. So the first thing is recognizing the personal impact um, of the day-to-day uh, -day work of diversity and inclusion. I love my job and my husband I think he, I, I, I want to, we probably need to go to therapy about it, but he said, you love your job, don't you? You're doing it and you're on vacation. I said, I know, what's wrong with me? Um, but the fact that um, I feel like I am making a difference 
but I still need to take care of myself, right? I'm speaking to the choir, I know. So thinking of there's three main areas that has uh, I want to lift up and, and just kind of call out mental. You know, there's mental, emotional, and physical, right? Again, I am not a therapist. If there's somebody on, please chime in. And you probably know the correct terminology for some of this. Um, but the fact that mentally you may have racing thoughts, uh, you know, lack of concentration, um, again, internalized racism. I brought this up because uh, it's, more, it's heightened more now, right? The fact that sometimes um, even people of color um, are doing things uh, unconsciously um, that um, negatively, impact, negatively impact our relationship with our own people of color. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of recognizing that. And so one of the coping skills with that mental, and so I am seeing a therapist and she's definitely encouraging me to journal. And, um, and so I am doing more of that and I'm doing it electronically because I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't write anymore, but I am able to just um, record what I'm feeling. Um, so journaling is a wonderful technique. And I know hopefully someone has talked about this during these wellness sessions, um, but just kind of writing down, you don't have to write a paragraph, just a few words of how are you feeling? Just like I asked, how were you feeling earlier? Um, emotional reactions that come, again, being sadness, uh, anger, anxious, hopelessness, um, you know, numbness. Um, I know at one point I had to let Dave know, I, I'm like, Dave, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not, I need to check out for a few uh, days or maybe I, I don't need to do this session. And so having a, a, a supervisor, a people leader who recognizes that um, was wonderful. Um, but as you can see here, one of the coping mechanisms is talking. Um, and not only to loved ones, you know, hopefully, you know, they're maybe family members or somebody in your kind of like your your friendship circle. Um, but you may also want to reach out to a spiritual uh, mentor advisor. Um, I know we have the best chaplains um, um, at Faith Health. And so they're a wonderful resource. Um, therapists are awesome. Um, we have an EAP program that is second to none. So again, I definitely encourage any of that if you all are feeling, um, you know, the need for that. Because uh, it's, it's, it's so important to express and share that vulnerability, um, especially if you're always the one taking it in from others. Um, it helps you to share it, give it out, and let other people know how you're feeling. I'm going to pause. Anybody have a question, a comment? Anybody want to share, say anything? Okay. Um, and then physical reaction. Um, and so this is one, I think probably, I don't know if people will attribute to the uh, diversity fatigue or uh, stress from dealing with racism, um, but just the muscle tension and again, the heart racing. Um, and again, just kind of doing a bio scan of yourself. Um, uh, is really important. And so, as you can see from, from the, the bullet point there, the coping mechanisms are stretching. I do not do enough stretching. I even have it on my phone. Every 20 minutes, I need to stand up and stretch. And what do I do, y'all? I ignore it. 
and maybe it comes around again. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stretch this time. Um, but but putting reminders in of what you need to do to do the self-care, I know. So maybe this, me doing this class is going to help me, right? Sheila, you're going to probably email me and say, okay, are you doing it now? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Oh, darn it. Uh, and I think, is Gabby up here too? She'll probably be checking in with me too. Um, exercise, I do not do a good job that. Dancing, I love to dance, just haven't had time to do it. Um, so as you can see from some of these coping mechanisms, they they vary they're diverse and so there may be some things that you all are already doing um that are, are coping me mechanisms um and you didn't even realize it um so hold that thought because i'm going to ask you about it um so other some other ways um is uh meditate uh spiritual reflections oh and i i have to make sure i include this in the powerpoint so there is a book and it's called, oh gosh, I can't think of it now. Something about meditation for racial healing. The author is an African-American female. She's from Kinston, North Carolina, which is near my neck of the woods. I'm from Goldsboro, little country town. And, and she talks about the power of meditation and how meditation is not just, uh, you know, everybody thinks of it just being still and, uh, you know, quiet, but there's so many forms. There's movement meditation and um, there's meditation through song. And so anyway, that is a wonderful book that um, um, I know our, uh, uh, Michelle Nicole took several of us through and it just opened my eyes to how that can be used as racial healing. So I'll make sure I need to add it to my, my list of resources. Um, so that, again, being honest with others about how you're feeling and and take time to unplug so and this is something that um i had to force myself to do especially with seeing the actual case you know actually seeing the lawyers and and they're going through i don't not sure what stage they are now because i had to turn the tv off i had to stop looking at it on my 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 feed on my phone about george floyd um because it's just bringing up those those feelings from last year um so but and taking time to unplug uh from social media uh tv again going going on vacation is a great idea but make sure you actually enjoy the vacation <laughs> um so what i want to go to this record so what are you doing to um or will do now uh to address diversity fatigue or to just kind of I don't know, use some of those coping skills, um, especially if you recognize some of those uh, symptoms or some of the mental and physical and um, uh, emotional reactions. So go to your phone. Hopefully the question popped up. And this will allow, I, I think I set this up so you can allow, yep, you can put um, uh, more than one word in. Open conversations, excellent, excellent. And we actually have uh, a guide if you want to have a, again, maybe you don't need to have a conversation about race or racism, but again, having a conversation about, can we talk about something other than diversity, inclusion, equity? You will not hurt my feelings, I promise. <laughs> disconnect when needed. Yes, yes, disconnect, yes. Anybody want to, un uh, oh, I see exercise. I had to move the pictures. Open conversation, pause and reflect. Yes, exercise. 
I think somebody said there was somebody going to Disney World. That's fun. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation when you go. I thought I saw that. It could be reading a book that has nothing to do with this work, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion. I promise uh, you won't hurt my feelings. All right. So um, that was it. I uh, knew we didn't have a lot of time. Um, I do have a list of resources and I actually came across um, a couple of toolkits. I know this one right here uh, seemed interesting. It's like a worksheet that you kind of go through. Um, and, and again, it, it kind of prompts you um, if you are dealing with uh, uh, racial um, stress. Uh, any questions, comments? Here's some resources uh, with some links that I'll definitely get to Shelly and I'll add the other one that I was trying to remind myself. So self-care is so important. Uh, another tool I came across because I know uh, parents are trying uh, their best to uh, educate their children about around race and uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, and so this, this resource I thought was really neat too, because it, it helps parents um, to make sure that they um, address self-care for themselves. Oh, okay, question, let's see. What are the names of the book? I will get that to you, I know. Uh, I will get that to you, I promise. I wanna say something about racial inner healing, inner, inner healings of racial healers. I promise, I'll get that to you. Shelly, do you have a, a, a way to get information to people who yeah, register? Okay, good. Absolutely. We can yeah. distribute and, it out to the, the list. Thank you. And the beauty of this book, I actually, uh, when you get it on audio, it's best because Rhonda, her name is Rhonda McGee. I think it's M-A-G-E-E. -E, and she actually does the meditation. And so sometimes I just feel myself, I was just going along with her. So uh, I promise I'll add that to the resource. I know sometimes they're quiet. They don't like to talk out loud. That's okay. Have, they it's don't okay. talk to I'm me either. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I'm right at time. Um, and yeah, so if there's any, anything else you all need, um, I think most of you know how to reach me. Uh, you can email me directly. I don't know if I put my email here. Oh, I do have, um, if you would like to give feedback uh, on this presentation, feel free to put your camera to this to the uh, QR code. Um, and then you can make some suggestions on other topics you would like. Uh, but if you have any other questions, feel free to email diversityinclusion at wakehealth.edu. Or you can email me directly at ymlane at wakehealth.edu. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Best Health for Us podcast. For employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health, employees can learn more at besthealthforus.com. That's besthealth, the number four, us.com. Non-employees can check us out at wakehealth.edu slash besthealth.